Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. But we are excited about what God is going to speak through us to you today. Here we go. Good day. We're back. I'm here with the Denim Brothers, and we are recording the Expert Ownership Podcast today. This is Larry Hubeka, the host, and uh, today we're going to talk about one of the greatest skills you'll need to succeed as an entrepreneur. It's it's really like a sleeper skill, but everybody can be good at this, making difficult decisions. Mm. That's a tough one. By the way, today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Christian Healthcare Ministries. We affectionately know it as CHM. And yes. for those of you looking for an insurance alternative, let's say you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to figure out, how am I going to figure this out with my employees? I don't exactly know what to do. This sounds a little bit difficult. I'm a little unclear. Well, CHM is a great option for you, and you guys have been with them for a really long time. Give me like 30 seconds on why you've liked CHM. Well, because they produce 18 plus years in counting, we've been with them. It's Jason. I've had three knee surgeries. We've had multiple kids born. Real quick, if you've had three knee okay. surgeries, is that have they not yeah. been good that you've had to go back multiple no, times, or why three? No, because uh, he always gets back in the gym too early. He was doing box jumps oh. after ACL surgery. What an idiot. Yeah, but here's my problem. It's not good. Oh, and, and we should do this for one of the podcasts. I tore my ACL the second time giving blood. <laughs> I was sitting in a chair and I passed out and I literally tore my ACL. <laughs> That's so. Just, yeah, no, I'm even feeling. I'm feeling faint just listen, talking about that. All these entrepreneurs that are out there are scared about, you know, I want to go into business for myself or, you know, I just lost my job. What about the benefits? And Jason and I have found, and now hundreds of thousands of business owners and people across yes. the country are realizing. Christian Healthcare Ministries, this medical health sharing is a phenomenal option, and and our monthly uh, obligations are very low. It's been it's been great for us, and it's covered everything, a including Jason's recent colonoscopy. Yikes! What? <laughs> My <laughs> colonoscopy. Yeah, that's a private matter. We're forty six now, and I feel really clean on the inside. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Colonoscopies are real now. I didn't go there, but Not to well, be confused with a colonic. Because every now and then you might need a little colonic. I don't even too. know what that is. Well, they I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's not a colonoscopy. You don't have to get put to sleep for <laughs> we, it. We digress like, okay, like we yes. do every time. CHM has been fantastic. They're, they are the primary partner that we brought on 18 years ago before we even brought a bookkeeper on. Yes. Because that was the biggest thing for us and for our wives. Take like, care well, of our what, kids, our what families. What do we do with our kids? That's right. That's right. If you want more information, expertownership.com slash CHM. Just those three letters, Christian Healthcare Ministry. All right, let's jump in. One of the greatest skills you're going to need to succeed as an entrepreneur, it's a sleeper. Everybody's good at it. It's making difficult decisions. So before we even get into this, why is this so hard for people? Why is it hard to make hard decisions? By the way, I just want to say people probably might not recognize your wit is so quick and smooth, but you just said everybody's good at it. Everybody can be good at uh -huh, that. That's see? what it should be. You're right. It's tough, man. Oh, number one, it's easy to procrastinate. Jason and I would say if you're in a business where you have to make a decision, you can either participate, which means do it yourself. You can delegate, which means to give it to someone else to do it. You can automate, which means this is going to be repetitive. Let's get some good technology around it. Or you can eliminate it, 
But the easiest route, the path of least resistance is just to procrastinate, just to push it off till some, some other time. And often, if you're not going to procrastinate, well, then you'll overanalyze, which means analysis paralysis. That is a major problem where you're thinking that everything's got to be right before I make this decision, or I've got to have this other thing in place before I make this decision. And sometimes that, that's wisdom, but Jason and I did, um, we did a, a, a series called Expert Ownership Live, where we brought on a bunch of successful entrepreneurs and successful business owners, and, and uh, we brought on the Otterbox family, Kurt and Nancy Richardson. And, you know, 17 some thousand employees, it's a global company. And, and I said, so what about your products? Like, when do you take products to market? And he said, we always take a product to market before it's complete. He said, because that way we don't get analysis paralysis and we let the market tell us how we need to complete it. He said, so if we're 70 to 80% done, we decide to go to market. And that has been, he said, we'll do three, 400 products like that. And that really helped me out a lot. Like, you don't have to have everything perfect to make a decision. We live in a fallen world, but you also need the market to be able to tell you, hey, these are some of the things that we want. Just take things to market. Now, that's in terms of of goods and products, but in terms of like uh, employee decisions or in terms of financial decisions, should I take on debt? Should I not take on debt? You got to really think through that stuff, but you're not always going to have the answer. Did you know that stress is tied directly to the number of decisions you have to make on a daily basis? I have heard this. Tell me more. Okay. So the goal then, because I, I mean, I've been through this. The goal then is to eliminate the number of decisions that you have to make. Not that you can't go and, and make no decisions, but there are some things that you just need to eliminate. This is why Barack Obama, Steve Jobs, and several other high producing individuals never made a decision on what they were going to wear. They had already made that decision long before. Steve Jobs, what did he wear? Le- what, Levi's jeans? Turtleneck. <laughs> yes. right. he, he didn't want to make a decision on what he was going to wear, right? Barack Obama, same thing. And now he wore different clothes, but they were it was always like set out the week before or whatever. And he's like, I'm not going to make a decision on what I'm going to wear. Um, so for me, I look at, and I've, I've trained my kids before, where I've taken two, two pictures of men. I'll take one who's, let's say, 40 and grossly overweight i'll take one who's 40 and is in good shape and i say okay all things consistent that they're both healthy you know there's not any you know decent history that would cause one to look like the other so what's the difference in these two and they're like well one's fat one's not i'm like no no no, it's not about the weight what it is is one has been willing to make hard decisions and the other has not right now i'm not sitting here judging one or the other i'm just saying we're using this as an example right if you eliminate the decision that you would make to where you turn it into something where I no longer have that decision anymore. Like after six o'clock, I no longer eat. It's not even a decision. It's like, what do I want to eat? Well, that's not my, I don't make that decision. I've already decided that I'm not gonna, right? This is why I think it's difficult to make hard decisions because sometimes we need to, we needed to have already made that decision long before so that we don't find ourselves in the position where we got a hard decision. But then, when we do find ourselves in that position of a hard decision, we've got to recognize that God set it up that way on purpose. Yes. Right? It's broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life, which means it's going to be harder to enter into life. What's harder, to get a Unaab or a six-pack? I love a Unaab. You like the Unaab, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's easier to get that, but it's harder to get the other because strength comes through strain. Yes. So even Jesus, when he said, 
hey, you guys want to come after me, you want to follow me, it's not going to be easy because birds have nests and, and foxes have dens, but I got nowhere. Like, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to stay in hotels. I'm literally sleeping outside under the stars. And if that's the life you want, then come join me. But when you join me, although it's going to be hard, it's going to be, you're going to experience peace like you've never experienced it before. So hard decisions come, I believe, because it preps us to become more like Jesus. So let's just make it personal. So, of course, we're talking expert ownership. We're talking the context of business and corporate life. But let's just make it personal. The the decisions that you should make personally about yourself, you should look out ahead. Where do I want to be? Like, think of the picture. What does it want to look like? Yes. I'm 55 years old. Do I want to have diabetes and be overweight and have skin problems or whatever? You know, And there's certain things that you can't control. But for what you can control, you want to look at when I'm 55, what do I want to look like? There's a book that's out that says your future self will thank you for making those hard decisions now. And so what our uh, master coach at Expert Ownership, Eric Beck, says is you establish your anchor activities based on what you want for yourself in the future. Those anchor activities, you make your decision now. And everybody does this generally at the beginning of the year, maybe the last week of December after Christmas, and you're sitting down, you've got time, you're on your 50th Hallmark show, and uh, you're like, okay, I've got to make some decisions here. You feel horrible because of the cinnamon bun you just ate. Do you really watch Hallmark? No. My daughters do. And it's actually, I love the colors. I do like the colors. They do have some good colors. The acting's crazy, but I do like the colors. I appreciate a good Lifetime movie, I'll be honest. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's kind of relaxing. It's the same okay. movie over and over, but yes. But yes. It, that's right. Um, but anyway, you so, you so you set these anchors in place. You'll, you'll set a physical anchor in place. Like, okay, at 55, I would like to at least be my optimal weight for my age. If I'm 6'3", or if I'm 5'8", let's look at what that weight's supposed to be. I would like to not have diabetes as best I possibly can help it. You know, I would like to at least apply these skin products so that I don't have wrinkles in my eyes like Jason's got. Okay, so you set the anchor activity of, okay, that's going to require three days a week in the gym at 20 minutes hit. The other two days is gonna, I'm going to walk around the neighborhood three laps or whatever. And if you set that anchor activity and you say that decision has been made, then fast forward six weeks and you're not feeling it, but you're like, no, I already decided. So you don't have to make a decision. You just have to do it. Would you say hard decisions are ultimately about willpower then? Because I don't know if I necessarily hear you saying that, but I think our listeners are saying, okay, how do I apply this? Because yeah. I'm going to get six weeks in and I'm going to feel like I'm ready yes. to be done. I don't want to do it, this anymore. It's more than simply willpower. It's a couple of things. It's number one, it's a vision for what you want to be. Okay. Number one. So you got to have the vision. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. It also says in, I want to say it's Habakkuk, it says, write the vision on scrolls so that he who carries it may run with it. In other words, I want to be running. I want to be maximum to what I can possibly do with my life. So I want to write it down. Like I got to have a vision. Number two, you have to have a plan. Like it's got to be clear. It can't be too complex. It's got to be simple and it's got to be attainable and measurable. So obviously fitness is easy to talk about. There are so many other things that we could be talking about here with hard decisions, but the easy example would be fitness is, is put that plan in place or maybe, which would the third part be join a gym because you need accountability. So you got to have a vision what do I want to accomplish? There needs to be a plan. 
simple, measurable, easy to obtain. Now, I say easy to obtain. It's easy to follow. It's Right. The plan is easy to yeah, understand. But it's like the wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. It, when you're on the narrow way, it's like, okay, well, I'm on the narrow way, right? It's not hard. It's just it's hard to get on the narrow way yes. because the wide way is so much more provocative. But then you have to be accountable. And as I said in a church service that I spoke at a few weeks ago, I talked about this very thing. And I said, if you're going to decide, like our New Year's resolution is making a decision. I said, you need to first think in terms of transformation instead of resolution. But in order to experience transformation, you are going to have to make some resolutions. But the only way that you're going to stay true to those is that you need a, a picture, a plan, and a partner. You need a picture in your mind of what that's it looks the, like. That's the vision. You need a plan. Mm -hmm. You need a step-by-step -step plan. And you need a partner that's to keep you accountable so that so that you do in your plan. You've already made some some hard decisions that you're not going to go back on, and your partner is going to make sure you don't go back on that. Yeah, I think so, that's one of my favorite things I've heard you say. Yeah. Picture plan partner is good. Did you just come up with that? Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> two weeks ago when you, when you spoke two about it. Two weeks ago. So, David, what you just said I really like because I think this is the piece that gets overlooked. People assume hard decisions about having like a, a resolve and a resilience. And if you think lifting weights is all about just pure strength and there's no technique, there's no planning, there's no nutrition, there's no sleep and rest and recovery that goes into this, then you're kind of missing the point. You're making it one-dimensional. Hard decisions end up being multi-dimensional in the same way in that if you have a vision for what you're trying to create, so let's just talk about entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are saying we want to be a successful business. In order to do that, we have this picture of what success looks like and we're going to back our way out of it. That means... Let's just assume for this particular entrepreneur, it comes down to accountability. We've got to be more accountable as an organization to do this. So making hard decisions when you make it objective by saying, this is who we're going to be, now eliminates the feeling from the decision-making process. Now, it might still be difficult, and it might still challenge or hurt someone's feelings in the process, but you've eliminated just reacting and responding to the way that you feel in the situation. You're saying, this is what we all decided or at least the leadership or the owner decided of who we're going to be. This is the destination that we want. This is the kind of person we want to become. In order to do that, we've got to make these types of decisions. And when you eliminate that feeling or that subjectivity from it, and I'll give you a good example here, it makes the, the process so much easier. For years, I was a creative director, and we would have to create briefs every time we'd create a project or a, a design or we'd you know create something. So let's say it was a video or something like that. And in this brief, you would outline, here's what the parameters of this project look like. And it might say, it needs to be under two minutes. It needs to highlight family values. It needs to exemplify diversity. It could be a variety of different parameters that are listed here. But because they were listed in this brief, it created a picture in all of our heads before it had ever been brought to life of what it was supposed to be at the end. And whenever we went back and did rounds of feedback, we'd now go look at that brief and we'd say, Okay, wait a second. I heard your feedback. You don't like the shirt that that guy's wearing. Let's go look at the brief real quick. The brief doesn't say anything about wardrobe criteria. It doesn't say anything about what that guy's shirt should look like. Maybe you have a feeling and opinion about it. Noted. I love your feedback. I love your opinion. I'm going to keep it in mind, and I'm going to consider it as I'm figuring out how I'm going to make these adjustments. But at the end of the day, we knew what we were trying to create. So that feedback on, I don't like the guy's shirt in that video, was all subjective. So now I knew... I can maybe make that decision. Maybe I don't need to make that decision, but that's not my essential decision I need to make. The essential decision is it needs to meet these criteria. When you're talking, David, about creating a vision for your life, what are the essential pieces of this vision that you're trying to create, and what hard decisions do we have to make to make sure we now stay the course according to that plan? That's, that's hard to do. Yeah.
I yep. like that. I think entrepreneurs don't do it all the time because they feel like, what if people don't like me when I make that decision? That's yeah. feelings. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You're allowing but, your feelings but to But that's dictate. where a picture comes in. Is, is Your picture has to be bigger than just what you want your business to be. That's exactly It right. has to be a, who you want to be at your funeral. Like what you want people to say, the people that are passing by your casket. You know, when your wife and kids walk past, what do you want them to feel for you? And yes. I remember, I remember, and I'm, this is probably far afield, but I do remember when we got fired by HGTV, I had kind of a picture in my mind that, wow, reality show superstardom with the Home Depot contract and all the other stuff that they had promised us. Man, that that's really going to be awesome. But that was not the ultimate picture for us. The ultimate picture for us, having read through Hebrews 11 multiple times since we were 18 years old, was like being a bold Christian. And when push came to shove, by God's amazing grace, we were able to say no to the picture of the fame and the contracts and all that, and yes to the, okay, well, we're not going to back down on these values because they matter. Well, and that's why... That really helped us a lot. Our book, Living Among Lions, that we wrote, which was our second book, we wrote it back in, I think, 2015 or 16. But we talked about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego how they transformed Babylon. And obviously Babylon was still Babylon, but by the time that they were all leaving, those guys had made indelible marks on the history of Babylon that people never forgot. Like literally human beings being thrown into a furnace that was so hot that it killed the people that were throwing them in. And they didn't, they didn't even smell like smoke, you know, and then a fourth or, or Daniel getting thrown into a lion's den and these lions being man eaters. And we know they were because when Daniel's accusers were thrown in. The lions like literally crushed their bones before they even hit the floor, but they didn't touch Daniel. You know, obviously they saw a bigger lion inside of him. So there was something in him, right? And we look at this in terms of making hard decisions. And we look at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we look at the three things that they had in place. They had conviction that transformed their heart, which means that they were living from the inside out. They had commitments that transformed their lifestyle that led to courage that transformed their world. And so when I think about that in terms of your picture, your plan, and your partner, partner, your accountability, there you go, thank you, all on the foundation of your purpose, God threw those guys in the midst of a very dark time in their history, and yet they thrived in the midst of it because they were burning from the inside out, and they had commitments, specific commitments. Like Daniel's commitment was, I'm not going to eat food and meat that has been sacrificed to idols. It's not going to happen. Even when it's set in front of me and the king gave it to me and wants me to eat it. That's, I don't have to decide whether I'm going to eat it or not. I've already made that decision. So that's off the table. And then we show, we get a chance to see what, how God rewards that type of decision. Right. And they end up transforming their world. So that's, we, you want to make hard decision. You want to make a decision that gets you from one place to another. You got to have a picture. Then your plan is your commitments. What, what is it that you're going to do? Go ahead and decide it beforehand. Like setting out your outfit before you go you know, to bed that night, setting it out for the next day so you don't have to make that decision in the morning. It's going to give you freedom. And then sticking with it because you got good accountability, that's going to lead you to courage that will transform your world. I think that's awesome. I think when it comes to putting that picture together, that vision together for people, if you're struggling to make hard decisions, maybe one of the best first steps you can take is to take that picture and learn how to transfer it to other people. Because when other people have to hear you talk about it as if it's only yours, it sometimes is a lot more challenging than if they can realize it for themselves to say, you know what, I understand what you're saying, and that's my picture that I'm starting to develop for myself too. So if you're a business owner, oftentimes you feel like, 
I am in this alone. I'm the owner and I've got a bunch of renters that are in, that are my employees instead of them feeling like they're owning this with you. Mm. Well, maybe they don't have quite the same picture. So you've got an opportunity here to pass this thing along and say, let me help you understand what we're really trying to do here. So David, you've talked lots of times about, you know, the, the cement worker yep. and the three different scenarios. Share that real quick and we'll end. Okay. Yeah. So to, to have a vision or to have a picture of what you want to accomplish, you got to know why you want to do it. And if you walk up on a job site and there are three men all mixing concrete the old school way in a wheelbarrow, and each of them has a wheelbarrow and a, and a shovel and they're mixing concrete, and you go up to the first guy and say, what are you doing? And he says, I'm mixing concrete. Well, he doesn't quite have vision. He knows what he's doing. You go to the next guy and you say, what are you doing? And he says, I'm building a building. And he turns and points to a building behind him. Well, he's at least he knows what he's doing and kind of why he's doing it. But to the third guy, you go to him and you say, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm building an orphanage that's going to house children and change their lives and put destiny in their hearts forever. Now that guy knows his why. He's got a real vision. So that's kind of really how you want to do it. You don't want to just look at your business as, well, I'm mixing concrete or I'm building a building, like I'm making money for my family. You know, that those are all important, crucial. But you really want to look at the ultimate why, the ultimate vision, the ultimate picture is what do you really want to do and who has God called you to be and what he wants you to do through the marketplace. Yeah, that's good. As owners, don't forget, this podcast is about launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. One of the ways you can experience that for yourself is to paint this picture, pass it along to the people around you, so now people start developing their own version of this picture so you can be accomplishing it or working toward it together. Okay, let's uh, wrap with this. Own it or loan it. Our segment we close with every episode. Skinny jeans. Ooh, loan uh, it. I mean, I'm Gen Xer, man. We don't do skinny jeans. I don't know, jeans. but you, you can wear slim. Just go slim fit. And what's the difference between slim and skinny? Skinny is like you can't you can't you can't pull it like if you gra- try to grab it off your thigh, you can't. Like paint it on. Yeah. Like, like skinny all the way down your calf yeah, and your ankles. Yeah, no, like you don't, tights. Yeah, you don't want like that. denim tights. Yeah. Yoga pants no, for you dudes. You don't want that. Yoga pants for dudes. Just do slim fit. But hey, you know, I saw my daughters rolled out of the house the other day with bell bottoms. Yeah, they're back. I was like, what? They're back. And my wife goes, they're back. And I'm like, what? Back Are in you the 90s. kidding me? I had no idea. Was that a 90s thing? No, it was before that. This was well, like no, 70s so, ultimately it was no, the 70s, that, but then 70, in the 90s. came back for a little well, bit. But in the 90s, it was almost like, not like bell bottoms where it hugs the leg and then bells at the bottom. It, the 90s was much more like it's super like loose. cut. Hey, so uh, I, I was watching Jerry Maguire. I think it was on uh, like VidAngel. Yeah. VidAngel. But this was like a year ago. Watch it on VidAngel. So you got all the, you get rid of that language or whatever. But I was watch I was looking at the clothes of Tom Cruise. And, you know, I mean, during that time when the people wore the stuff on movies, you're like, okay, well, that's, that's what's in. That's and it was just so baggy and crazy. That's what's in. And it's coming back. I know. Members only jackets. Loose fit, baggy pants, all back in right now. Chaps, like khaki jackets. <laughs> chaps. <laughs> Cowboy chaps. Okay, so uh, skinny jeans. Uh, I'd say loan it. Loan it. I think we're all loaning it. Yeah. Skinny jeans out. Well, or especially like if, well, anyway, the worst go is off. a 40 to 50 year old man. That was what I was going to say. Wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. Be especially somebody that age. stands on stage and speaks. Like, just please stop. Just stop. Yeah, it's not great. Be your age. It's really not great. Well, tune in next time for more fashion tips from the Denim Brothers and, <laughs> and your host, Larry Hubaka. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review this podcast. Join us every Tuesday as new episodes drop. And we wrap with this thought every time because it's so important. Impact over income. Having both is great. Just get the order right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>